My name is Chad Hoover. My name is Brandon Overstreet. My name is Russell Dillon. My name is Alfonso Jack. My name is Lisa Bennett. I'm Jack Snore. Cody Prather here. My name is Matt Ball. My name is Josh Carter. My name is James Bush. My name is Luke Stocking. My name is Jeff Jones. I'm Brian Bolby. My name is Jeff Hodge. My name is Kevin Franklin. My name is uh, Jamie Clancy. My name is Ronnie Ellery. My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith in Fishing podcast where we're bringing you the stories of how God is working in and through fishermen from all throughout the fishing community. I'm your host Cam and I'm not used to this monthly format yet so it feels like it's been forever since the last one. Before we jump into this month's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to 413 Lure Company and to Savior Outdoors. If you want to check out either, click the links in the show notes and at Savior be sure to use promo code FNFP15 for 15% off of your purchase. If you haven't already, check out the website for the show, which is also in the show notes. Another thing I wanted to add is that the episodes are going up on YouTube. I wanted to make sure anyone who wanted to enjoy the show was able to do so, and now with the captions on YouTube, even the hearing impaired will be able to enjoy the episodes. It will take a while for me to get caught up, so bear with me, but the link to the YouTube will be, you guessed it, in the show notes. But on to this month's episode. This week we have Corey Barnett on the line sharing his faith story and sharing about his business. You have heard me talk about them already. He is the owner and founder of Savior Outdoors, and we will jump into the interview right after this. The Faith and Fishing Podcast is sponsored by 413 Lure Company. 413 Lure Company is a family-owned and operated business that puts Christ first and does things the right way, which shows in the way they treat their customers and in the quality of the products they're putting out. Their spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, swim jigs, bladed swim jigs, and football jigs are made with really high quality components and come in a huge range of colors. Check out the show notes to follow a link to 413 Lure Company on Facebook to see their line and place your order today. Hey y'all, just wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about my friends over at Savior Outdoors. Savior makes retrieval devices for fishing rods, action cameras, and bow fishing bows to give you peace of mind out on the water. Attach this out-of-the-way compact float on your gear, and when, not if, it ends up in the water, it releases a float so you can get it back. And reload kits get your device ready for your next outing. Head on over to SaviorOutdoors.com, that's S-A-V-U-R Outdoors.com, to learn more, and hit the shop tab, and use promo code FNFP15 to save on your order. Corey, man, welcome to the show. Thank you. Absolutely, man. So uh, to get us started off, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about you and about Savior Outdoors. Uh, my name's Corey Barnett. Uh, I'm the owner of Savior Outdoors. It's a um, retrieval system for your fishing rods. Um, it uh, recovers your fishing rod if you lose it. And um, I'm the owner and inventor. Um, I wear all the hats. So... Um, I'm a business owner, and and uh, where I'm from, Illinois. I'm from a little town called Glassford, Illinois. <laughs> um, Glassford, Mapleton, Kingston Mines. I'm actually from all three, to be honest with you. But um, grew up um, uh, part of my childhood was on a lake, and it, most of my childhood. 
I grew up with my grandfather who was a engine builder, uh, one in the, in the, um, air force. And then he also started building engines for, or working in, on pit crews for some pretty big names like Al Unser and, uh, who's won the 8500 four times. And I mean, this guy, he, his, his passion was racing and fishing both at the same time. And so, I mean, I grew up when we would go fishing, it was based around going to a big race somewhere. And, you know, we would, um, pack the boat up. He had a, he had the, you know, the, 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 the um, bass trackers, the retro bass trackers that they have out now from the early eighties. That's the boat we had. And, um, we would head out and pack everybody up and go to, geez, all over the place, down in Kentucky, Indiana, all over the place. And just, you know, most of the time we were camping and fishing. And, um, so, I mean, that's, that's what got me into it. And, um, I grew up on a lake and did, and did a lot of things, but, uh, how Savior Outdoors got started, it was, I, I had a friend that was, um, would come over most days and we lived on the lake and he lived across the lake from us and he would oar over and on on some of the days in the, in the summertime and when we'd fish in the morning when it got hot we just flipped the boat over and um so when he got a he got a uh, brand new zepco 33 one day and you know we'd been fishing and in every day when we flipped the boat over our rods floated you know, I mean, there was never an issue with it. We would, when the boat flipped over, I mean, they'd be floating around. We'd just keep close to the boat and never had to deal with it. And, um, that day his brand new Zebco 33 didn't float, man. And I flipped the boat over because and it, he didn't even know it, you know, and, and, uh, he didn't even know I was going to do it. And we, I just flipped the boat over. Didn't even think anything about it. We started laughing and swimming and we weren't catching any fish anyways. And <laughs> man, it was about, it must've been. 15 minutes later we started looking for the rods and i found my rod and he's like my rod is not here started looking all over for it it was gone man i felt horrible you know it was a brand new one he, he worked for it and um you know so that, that was kind of the beginning of it because i mean i remember thinking that day you know i was like man why can't there be something on there that just floats to the surface for you and um um and he, he I just remember that being in my mind that day, you know, I mean, I was 12 or 13 year, years old and going back to my grandpa, I mean, my grandpa would invent things to, and not, I mean, nothing that would ever, ever got patented, but I mean, all of his, all of his, um, his mechanic ability always made him invent things to get the job done. And that's kind of, that was kind of, you know, my, I guess that's where it all came from because, you know, I just kept thinking of ways. This this thing took me. I'm 12 years into it right now, and um, it took me seven or eight years just to get to the point where it was like, okay, this is something that I can probably, you know, sell if I if it's done right. And um, you know, we we started looking at making molds and stuff after all the after going through so many prototypes, can't. Cam, it was, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at them. Actually, I got a whole, um, tackle box, tackle tray full of them, man. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, 
it's been a long journey. It's been, it's been a fun journey because I mean, it's, it's all trial and error, you know, I mean, it's all product development and, and it, that's what I'm good at. You know, I'm not, I'm I'm not good at promoting and doing all that other stuff. I'm good at the, the product design part of it. You know, I mean, I, I still, to this day, man, I'm still like, um, trying to, well, I'm actually in the process of designing something for a shotgun and, um, actually trying to do like a gen two, actually trying to do a gen two savior also. And, um, working, talk to a lot of people, you know, we've, we've figured out some of the things that people like and don't like about savior and, um, trying to fix those and hopefully going to be coming out with gen two, gen two here before too long, which is really cool. Really excited about. So, and hopefully get it to the point where it's more, um, easily, um, installed. <laughs> that's one thing for sure that needs to be fixed. But, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's how, that's basically the, the story behind it all. You know, I mean, there's, uh, a lot that went into it, you know, I mean, it took me a long time just to get it to actually work, you know, um, uh, man, a lot of people that, that, believe in me to help me along with it too so that 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 always helps absolutely and i do want to talk about the device itself a little bit so um for any of our listeners who haven't seen one um uh kind of describe uh what it is uh how it works so what's what makes it uh deploy is an auto inflatable life jacket salt bobbin uh, if anybody has a auto inflatable life jacket or has seen one there's the little yellow salt tablets that go into them and um that's the same the, the, the same thing that it's it all that thing does is it holds back spring pressure but the beauty behind it is the way the pressure is exerted on that thing is it's held 360 degrees and everybody knows that you know a circle is the strongest um is the strongest shape right so when when that that pressure is held against it i can put a bunch of spring pressure on that and it not affect it so everything else you know it's it's um you know an up and down motion but this as soon as the as soon as the the spring pressure exerts pressure on it it's it's forced outwards against that salt and that's what uh when that salt dissolves that chassis that's around it it just blooms out and it just blows right past the the um the pin and the rest of it is just housing you know housing and buoyancy and you know that's that's it i mean it's basically a cup and a float beyond that and um you know it's it's it was just getting it to ergonomically work correct because i mean when i first started out man i was on the backbone of the fishing rod and you know we were in the same place as the rod floats and you know i mean we were heavier than them so i mean just being a mechanical device we weren't gonna ever beat them in any you know sort of market or anything like that because i mean we were doing the same thing to the rod we, we were affecting the balance the, the action of the fishing rod so you know by moving it i mean this this wasn't my idea either i mean it, by moving it to the back was was the biggest advancement that i've ever made in it um and i started off and made two aluminums two aluminum ones with um ash wood floats 
and I still have them, and they, um, I mean, they'll never get rid of them. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 when I put them there, it was like, man, it's, it's, that's right. I mean, that's, that's the right place for it to be. Whether or not it was all right, we didn't know, you know. But I mean, it's people like it right now, and and starting to have a lot of people using them, and. You know, that's that's why, because, I mean, it, it doesn't affect your rod. It doesn't affect the way you fish, because you know what? You don't lose a rod every time you go out, you know, and we don't want you to. And so why affect your fishing rod every cast when, you know, you're not going to lose it every cast, but, you know, it's there and ready every second, every time. So that's, and that's where, um, that's what, that's what my idea behind it was. Absolutely. And, um, one of the things that absolutely blows my mind about them is I've had, I've had mine out in some pretty significant uh, rainstorms. Um, and, uh, they, they still, uh, none of them shot off or anything. So, uh, without giving away too many trade secrets or any trade secrets, um, uh, how does, how does that happen? That little white disc that sits above the salt bobbin. Um, and this is, I can talk about it now because, um, that became a patent for as soon as COVID hit. I mean, it was like, as soon as that, as soon as the, the craziness started, I, I got my patent certified for that. And what, so it's a, a porous plastic. And, the beauty behind it is, is the pores can be um, not adjusted, but they're they come in different pore sizes. So what we can do with that is, the tighter the pores, the deeper the water, the more pressure it takes to force its way into the salt bobbin to eject it. Okay, and um, so what and and by using that stuff if it doesn't have greater atmospheric pressure because once your rod falls in the water as soon as your rod falls in the water it starts to gain atmospheric pressure it's the same things when you jump to the bottom of the pool and you feel the pressure on your ears that same pressure is what's forcing water in through that white disc and that was the biggest um that was that was that's probably bigger than that's a pro, that's probably a bigger patent than what the um, ejection of it is in the first place, because that allows us to um, to uh, be able to um, be water resistant. I mean, that's why when you're out in those rainstorms and things like that, that it that it won't set off because as soon as you get that salt bottom wet, man, it ejects. I mean, instantly. So it, the, by having, by making it to where it's got a barrier there, a permeable bar- barrier that has to have force on it, water force to, to force the water through, is um, was probably the biggest um, advancement towards it that I've made so far, and um, that's that's how it keeps it, you know, keeps the rain out. So and 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 the uh the elements because i mean if that wasn't on there humidity will set it off too and we right. try 
and and I'll be honest with you, I tried to um, bring it out at first without that, and I mean, it just as soon as you got it, as soon as we put it in a kayak, man, it was it shot off like a cannon, you know, and it and it just it just wasn't ever gonna work. We had to go back to the drawing board, redesign the whole new top end and float and everything, and and um, you know, and and do it that way, so. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's how all that works and that just became a patent. So yeah, I can talk about it now. So <laughs> awesome. Because I've held that pretty close to my chest for a number of years now too. All right, man. So, um, uh, we, we will probably end up coming back to the savior devices, um, in a little bit, but, uh, I can't bring you on the Faith and Fishing podcast without asking about your faith. So, uh, in a nutshell, man, what do you believe in? Jesus. Yep. Um, actually, I just went to a. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Phillips, Craig, and Dean. You ever heard of that that band? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Well, Randy Phillips is my pastor, <laughs> and okay. um, we we just had a big men's meeting last night man it was so cool there was uh probably this is this was the first one since uh since covid hit and um that we've had we used to have these things all the time and uh man we had one of the coolest meetings ever you know last night um it's just uh i'm learning still um you know i've been through some things in my life that are um not the, you know, I wasn't always a believer, but, um, it, you know, getting into someone who can, who can deliver the message to you and make you start to understand and believe and, you know, have a community around you that, that will support you too, um, is huge. So, um, I believe in that, you know, I believe in, uh, I believe in the church. Um, I believe in God and it, uh, and that's not, that's not my meaning behind savior either. It, it actually means save your, save your stuff. It's not the, <laughs> the Lord Christ savior, but it's, you wouldn't believe the amount of pastors that give me a call thinking that, um, I've got something for church, <laughs> but, um, that's fine. Yeah. I talked to him and, and that's fine. I, 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 I'm not offended by it at all. Um, it's just, it's, it's funny. I mean, the good Lord gave this to me. I mean, this is, this is my calling, you know, I mean, I, this is, um, this obviously isn't a, uh, a, uh, a shot just to trying to give something to try. I mean, I've committed my whole life to, to this because I, I swear that this is why God put me on this earth, you know, that'd be a good father and to, to, um, you know, do right with my kids and, and, um, and be a good man. But man, I mean, it, if this ain't why I'm here, man, I have no idea what it's Absolutely. all about. None whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And I have to say, uh, ever since I announced uh, being brought on the pro staff, everyone has had a lot of a lot of stuff to say about how it, the name fits so well with the the podcast. But um, yeah, yeah, and, it, <laughs> and you know, it, it's um, it does, it does, it really does, man. I, and that's that's a lot of what attracted me to you too you know i mean it's um um it i knew about you before and because uh, jeff jones had had talked about you 
and because he was on your show and as soon as you as soon as you had, had texted me that day I was like definitely you know right off the bat and I knew exactly what um, you know what you were thinking too with it and you know it fits it really does absolutely man so um you 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 touched on it already a little bit um but uh what's your faith story man what what was it that brought you to uh to believe in god and in christ um i'll be honest with you it wasn't till i moved down here about five years ago and i got into this church and and the the way they delivered their message it's the, the church is called life austin i mean everybody can um everybody can look it up everybody can watch it it's on they they run it live every week and um you know the the message every week it it's um made me start believing and and realizing that uh you know that there's a there's a bigger purpose here than just me or this business or anything else man i mean there, there's there's things that you have to believe and there's and learn in life to, um, in order to become a Christian, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't fortunate enough to have parents that, that led me to believe that way. Uh, my wife's parents were, my wife is the one who, um, has really, led me the way led the way for me because if it wasn't for her i i, I don't know where i'd be right now camp i i who knows you know um battling whatever addiction i could find probably is where i'd be but um but yeah i mean that's that's been my face story is my wife pounded it into me you know my father-in-law too um he they they have worked on me big time um, I was pretty lost at the beginning and, um, it took a lot for me to, um, ever believe in it. Um, because of, you know, a lot of things that did happen in my childhood, you know, I mean, I, I was the, my mom wasn't, my mom was a, a fantastic woman and we lost her not too long ago, but, you know, I mean, it was, and, and she was, her faith was strong, but it was nothing that she ever, um, ingrained into me you know she i'm sure she had her own struggles and and things like that and it was always something that you know hey if this is the path you want to go go for it if not i understand so but i mean they tried and, and it just wasn't ever anything until i got to you know and to being older and having kids myself was where i really realized that it's very important you know i mean it's and it's he's there man it's alive he's alive and it's 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 no joke so absolutely um and so uh we got to talk about fishing too so to start transitioning back uh towards fishing um are there any specific times out on the water that you can think of that have affected your faith in any way uh my mom died of cancer um maybe it, it was it's six years ago um mother's day um she passed away and uh from lung cancer i mean she we found out she had lung cancer like january 31st and uh we lost her on mother's day of that same 2014 and um 
March of 2014, I went down there to, I went, she, she, they had a summer home in, um, Mistero, Florida. And, uh, uh, my my stepdad who who I'm just really close with now I mean he's just become you know one of the people in my life that I we didn't you know as a kid growing up we we never got along it, it wasn't something that we I you know it we just never did man we butted heads constantly I was a I was a I was a hell raiser Cam to be honest with you man <laughs> I mean we we did nothing but party all the time and um he's just become one of the most important people in my life now. And, uh, he got, and so it was that March and, and what his neighbor had a, a little Carolina skiff down in, uh, Estero, Florida. It's right, right across the bay from Fort Myers. We went out there and, and his neighbor was like, we got to take this boat out and make sure it'll run. I want you guys to go with me in case, you know, anything goes wrong, we can get it back. Or, you know, basically he didn't want to drown by himself. <laughs> we go out there and I'm not kidding Cam we had we went and got some uh, some shrimp and uh, some frozen shrimp and there wasn't we were catching little catfish and um, some other saltwater fish and there was one lure on the boat it was a it was a white spin tail and um, I knew there was snook in that water I knew there was all kinds of fish in that water you know I mean and so I I picked up this I picked up this it's it was a light spinning reel cam and i started fishing this this mangrove bank in the on in the bay and snook i hooked cam i hooked into this snook it was 27 28 inches long the first snook i've ever caught in my life the only one to this date and it was unbelievable and it was like you know there's no way I should have caught that fish had no clue what I was doing you know and it was just like man and, and I was getting on the plane within the next hour to, to go leave come back home leave my mom and she was going to start chemo treatments the next day and it was like yeah that fish does make me believe in God and that that was like I, I was so I was so saddened that whole week because it was so grim I mean we went I just went down there to be with my mom for the last, didn't take my kids, didn't take anybody. It was just me and my mom and my stepdad was there, but I mean, he was off doing his own thing while I was there. And, you know, that was the only time that I wasn't there with her. And it was like, damn, that was cool. You know? And it was that, that one fish made me, I mean, if there's a fish that made me believe in God, that's the, that's the only one because I'm sure that, that, that the, the good Lord put that fish in my hands to make me happy because there was nothing happy about that whole trip. You know, it was, we knew that, uh, we knew her outlook was grim and, and it was, it was not looking good. She didn't have very much longer to live. And, and uh, we knew it, you know, we knew, we all knew, she knew it. And, um, you know, and, and her passing is kind of what led me to end all this because she, to be honest, man, she was my business partner in this starting out. Um, she was the one who helped me with my first patent and um, getting it um, to the point where, you know, we we had something. And it was like, boom, she's got lung cancer. And it was just, I mean, so fast, Cam. I mean, it just, weeks, man. It only took 
eight, ten weeks for this whole thing to, to transpire, man. And it was it was crazy. Don't wish it upon anybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's an awesome story. And uh, this uh, next question is one of my favorites, but you may have already answered it. But um, if so, that's okay. Um, what fishing story or memory means the most to you? That one. But I'll tell you what, catching that um, tarpon down with Jeff Jones a couple months ago was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> We we had so much fun. Uh, we, I don't get to go fishing much. I mean, I'm going to. Um, moving away from Illinois really kind of took all that away from me because I don't have a lot of outdoor um, hunting ability down here. Um, we moved down to Austin so our kids would have a better education. And we kind of sacrificed some things. But um, we are finally getting to the point. I'm about ready to buy a kayak um, probably at the beginning of the year. And um, we're about to start putting the kids on that, and we're about to make some memories like that, so we can get some more of these. I'm ready yeah, absolutely. For so, heck yeah, man, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, man. So uh, for this next question, I'm gonna take the easy answer away from you. So you can't say save your outdoors, but whenever you're out fishing with a fishing buddy, what is your typical conversation centered around? Um. It's usually with my best friend back home, and uh, we can talk about anything from other friends to, uh, you know, where the fish are at. I mean, it's it's a, um, God, who knows, man, <laughs> especially with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially with him, because it, it's, it can go anywhere. Um, him and his wife are both some of my best friends on the planet. And I've, we've known each other since we were, you know, um, I was probably seven and he was probably 10 and I'm almost 50 now. We've been close to the best friends our whole lives. So, um, yeah, a lot of times it's, it's, uh, old stories, things we did as a kid, and, you know, because nowadays we don't get to see each other too much. And when we do get back home, it's, uh, it's all about, um, you know what was going on there but i tell you one of the one of the biggest things is most of my other friends are into racing also so a lot of times we're talking about racing and um it you know dirt track racing is actually i'm such a redneck man it's not even funny but um <laughs> you know i mean it's usually that and um we're, we're usually talking about racing or um you know what what the fish are biting on so but we're usually fishing little pond and things like that so we usually know where they're at for sure and uh what life advice do you wish you had been able to start off with say that again uh what life advice do you wish you had been able to start off with um i'd like to say stay in school but i hated school um it would probably be to um pay attention more in school um I was an I was an athlete. I was uh, not a very not the greatest athlete, but in a small school like mine, I mean, I pretty much was given the pass on everything, and and I took it for granted, you know. And um, I needed to take life more serious earlier um, to get a better start on it, you know. I mean, it was uh, 
it was, uh, and, and I'm not unfortunate about that because I mean, life gives you what you, you're, you're, you're given life that you're mentally in the beginning, I believe. And, um, but I, I think if I would have paid attention, I, I definitely would have studied business more. Um, and I would have definitely done more with computers because nowadays that's proven to be a whole lot, uh, very, it's, it's proven to be a whole lot more important than I ever thought it would be. So, um, you know, that, that, that would have been, if I had to look back at myself and say, Hey, you need to do this more and be able to talk to my 19 year old self. That's probably the advice I would give him. Absolutely. And what about fishing advice? Is there some, some fishing advice that you wish you would start it off with? No. Um, I, I wish I would get more advice from people <laughs> because <laughs> I, uh, because as rusty as I am, I mean, I'm lucky to cast a bait caster right now. Um, but no, I, I, uh, I have to go learn it. I mean, I have to go make my mistakes anywhere I go. And usually I end up dial, dialing myself in. I mean, I can go and, and talk. Um, but I tell you how I was raised. I was going fishing. And we, we weren't, when my grandpa was taking me going to, to races and going fishing, we weren't ever bass fishing. He was a trout fisherman. We were we would troll. Um, we would find somewhere that had trout in it, and we would troll that bass tractor everywhere. And it was either that or we were fly fishing somewhere on a stream. And um, I fell into bass fishing when I moved to the lake um, with my mom and stepdad, and and that just came from me just doing it and figuring out the lake and figuring out where where the fish were and um you know learn how to catch them but i I mean bass fishing was ultimately new to me and when i i was probably 15 16 years old when i started bass fishing so um but i tell you what my grandmother and in leading into that my grandmother I watched her lose five or six fishing rods and it would make my grandpa so mad, you know? (laughs) And, um, I, I wish I would have started this earlier, but I'm glad I didn't because, you know, the kayak fishing industry wouldn't be here, you know, wouldn't, I would have been too early for it. You know, that, that whole industry has kind of came to me. I I've beat myself up for years trying to think of, you know, I think trying to think why didn't it, start moving earlier and it's because i mean the kayak fishing industry's been here but not as big as it is now i mean it's just it's gone it's grown crazy i mean chad hoover's done a heck of a job there's a, there's a number of people that's done one heck of a job in this industry to just put it on the map and um you know i i thank them for it you know thank chad plenty of times for it so yeah absolutely um, but uh but as far as fishing advice goes, I got to get out there and make my own mistakes, man. I got to get out there and, and um, screw it up or get lucky one of the two because I'm a junk fisherman. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to fish the way I have learned until I can, and uh, until I can figure out something, some other way it's going to work. So, and I mean, I've, I've caught them every way possible. You know I mean? We've, we've, um, um, you know, it's just it's just such a blast to go out there and learn. I I don't need any advice, man. I, I just need to go out there and be doing it to to because um, I love it. 
you know, um, and I'll take advice from anybody. I don't really care. You know, um, it's, uh, it's such a fun sport that I just love it. So absolutely. And if there's someone out there who has an idea, uh, what advice do you have for them in terms of like turning that idea into something? Follow through. Um, if you believe in it, um, it doesn't matter who tells you it's a bad idea or not. You need to do your due diligence and, and follow through with what you can do. I mean, it's going to tell you when to stop. Um, you know, um, I should have probably listened. To, I, I, I don't say I should have probably listened, but it um, it'll tell you when to stop because people will just say that, no, I mean, it, uh, it, it's not going to work, you know? And, and that's what I didn't get because I, I thought I'd made a big mistake with it at the very beginning because of the way I, the way I designed it and everything. Um, if people would walk by it and they were like, they, they really liked it. I mean, I, I've never had anybody say that it's the dumbest idea I've ever seen in my life. You know, if I'd have heard that at the very beginning, I probably would have, I probably would have hung up and, and not even done it. But I mean, so many people were just like, man, keep going. You know, there's, there's something there for you. So many positive words. Um, it's, uh, and when I say follow through, I mean, don't, don't take it and, and start making molds and, and, you know, doing, doing patents, right. You don't need to go do that. You need to, you need to do your market research. You need to, you need to, um, find your market. Uh, that's, that's huge because if you don't have a market, man, there ain't no, there's nothing to, no one to sell it to. Um, but do your due diligence on your marketing and your product development and, and make sure that, you know, make sure that you like it first and then make sure. And then the biggest thing is you got to make sure that other people like it. So, and that's, that's what I was fortunate enough to do. You know, my first couple trade shows I went to, um, I thought I was going to get laughed out of the building. And, and it was like, I just got such a warm reception. It was like, I got to keep going. You know, I got to keep going. And, you know, it was like, I kept, I kept praying. I was like, you know, why, why is it? Cause I, to be honest with you, man, the first couple of years I went for a year without even a sale, you know, after, after going to trade shows and, and, um, after going to trade shows and not having, uh, not in having all that good response, it was like, you know, okay, where's the sales at? And it's like, it's, it's just not all that it's, that's just not all there is to it. You've got to have, you've got to have your, you've got to have the, the market in front of you, but then also you've got to have the, the marketing and all of your ducks in a row to start this thing. You know, I mean, it, um, it takes a lot. It's a lot of hard work. And, um, it's, if, if you're wanting to get into it and just try it out, it's not for you. Um, because I've been in this for that we're, we're, we've been on the market now for six years. And like I said, the first year we didn't even have a sale. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have an idea how to market this thing, man. We, I met it. I might've done three or four three or four posts, but we had a website 
and you know you got to figure out how to get people to you and that's that's the biggest thing the biggest thing is the marketing of it it's not it's not the it's not the product it's not the it's not the um, the people liking the product which all those are important but you've got to figure out how to get it to those people how to get the word out because there's so much look at how you buy a product look how you bought Savior outdoors when you looked at it you looked at it read all about it we've got people reading our website right now i mean that have read it three or four times and that's why we're all i'm always in there changing it i'm always in there you know not changing it but trying to make it more clear on what this thing does because it is kind of complicated to explain um because a lot of it has to deal with physics but you know it, it's it's you've got to make people understand your product you've got to make people understand your um that that you know you're in it for the long haul too so it's uh it's it's a long process man uh it, it really is it's it's a hard process not all not all businesses are are instant overnight successes man when this thing becomes a success there's gonna be people, people say that i'm an overnight success and <laughs> it's yeah no man i'm a 10 year overnight success or a <laughs> eight eight nine year overnight success is what it is so but I mean, I, I couldn't be happier with where it is now because I stuck with it. You know, if, if I was going to give somebody one piece of advice is that if, if you believe in it, stick with it because, and, and believe in yourself because nobody else is going to, I mean, if we would have gave up years ago, nobody would even know that this product existed or even ever remembered it. So, you know, I mean, you've got, you've got to build it. It's, it's a building process. It's not just a, it's not just a, a put a product out there and go with it. So, because, but you got to have all your, everything in line, man, all your money, marketing, product, everything. So not, not to, not to mention manufacturing, distribution and everything. So. Awesome. So, um, you've already mentioned, uh, two that are on my bucket list, but, uh, are there any, uh, is there a, a specific fish that sits at the top of your bucket list right now redfish because i've been fishing for them three times and i haven't caught one of them and it is i am everybody says how easy it is to catch that fish and i am dying to catch one and as soon as i get that kayak that's exactly where i'm going i got some friends down on the (laughs) coast and we're i'm going down there and we are going to catch reds i don't care um, I'm going down there at the wrong time of year. Every 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 time I get to go, it's like the wrong time of year, and they're not they're not in that area for some reason. I don't know. So I I'm a midwesterner man. I don't know what the times are those fish are biting, but or how to get them to bite. But I am so ready to catch a red. It's not even funny. Um, and I want to. And not only that, man, catching more tarpon. It's a, there's not a funner fish on the planet to catch, man. And I think uh, I'm going to try to do it when I go to Florida here in the next month or so, too. We're going to Florida again over Thanksgiving to see my stepdad. And that's what I'm going to try to do. So um, that is, I don't care if I catch a hundred of those fish, man. I still want more on my bucket. So <laughs> they've got the worst you. attitude. It's so fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're definitely. Um, you're definitely really high on mine. Um, all right, man. So, uh, what about a particular fishing spot? Is there one of those that sits at the top of your bucket list? I have a, 
a cousin back in Illinois, and um, he owns some uh, uh, some strip mine property. And I'm telling you what, man, it, it's like he had a, uh, a Texas biologist, marine bi, a, a, a Texas uh, biologist, come in there and, and stock this lake full of monster bass. And this lake is so much fun, man. I mean, every year when I go back, that uh, that's I, I can't even go anywhere else, man, because I know. I mean, when I go back, I've got a week, and um, this place is just absolutely magical. The fish are so much fun. The the, the lake is so much fun. We're always with friends, and um, that lake is the absolutely the 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 funnest place for me to go fishing. And there's never anybody else out there, you know. It, it and if and if there is someone else out there, we know them. And um, and it's it's just uh, it's just so much fun, man. And it's it's a private lake, and it's just you know we just go out there and have so much fun. And um, you know, no pressure, no. If we don't. There's never been a time when we haven't caught a fish out there, and it's it's just an absolute blast. That sounds amazing. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, with all of our guests, we do a segment called "What's Your Favorite." Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'm going to ask you your favorite in a few different categories. Um, so, to get us started off, uh, do you have a favorite scripture? Um, I I don't have one yet, man. I I um uh, I'm kind of trying to figure out which one works for me. Me and my wife were just talking about that last week and, and I don't have one yet. I have a bunch of them that I like, um, but I can't recite any right now. I hear you. Um, what about a particular Bible story? Is there, is there one of those that stands out to you? Um, we are doing this series on, uh, good news right now at, at the church and um there's been a bunch of stories of uh like uh, uh uh peter and and john and um or peter peter and paul and um they were they were fishermen and uh telling people that you know, the, to follow us and because they were big businessmen, you know, they had the, they had the, the fishing world by the market or the fishing market by the, they owned it basically. And, um, there's just a lot of good stories around that. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Absolutely, man. So, um, I think I know the answer to this question, but what's your favorite fish to catch? <laughs> um, it's going to be it, it, bass still bass but okay um it's it, it'll easily be taken over by a big tarpon when i get to catch them <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um what about your favorite fish to fish for um actually my favorite fish to fish for are um still trout um because it, you've it, and especially uh fly fishing streams um for trout because you've you've got to be you've got to be so accurate and um that's one thing that my grandpa taught me doing that and my dad taught me that too was you know how to how to be accurate and to um to put the lure where it needs to be 
and it's just so much fun to be when it's so rewarding once you catch that trout on that fly man it's it's just so rewarding to catch him and to land him and then ultimately to to let him go is my is my favorite thing because they're so beautiful um it, it just just their beauty is is what gets me every time you know i mean it's like there's a lot of pretty fish out there but man catching those brook trout and things like that is just unbelievable man it's such a, a peaceful experience you know um it, it's uh it really it does something for your soul man it's um it's not like it's not like bass fishing where it's it's so competitive and it's so um uh run and gun and as fast as you can and and stressful and at times um but that is still to this day man and it's been a long time since i've been able to do that but uh um that's still my favorite fish to 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 catch and i can't i i actually can't wait to go back out and, and uh try to catch some of those california is where we had the most fun doing my dad lived that lived that lives out in california and i haven't been out there for years man. i haven't seen my dad for years but um but yeah, man, that's still some of the some of the funnest fishing that we did. We actually, when uh, we'd go fishing out there too, we actually we used to go to this uh, this lake called Eagle Lake. It's just it's it's up by Reno, and um, and we would troll for them. But uh, those fish were some of the funnest fish to catch, and but they were such good eating, man. It was like they were like steelhead, and man, they had pink meat, and they were just delicious. So, that's but awesome. still trout. That's awesome. And speaking of eating fish, what's your favorite fish to eat? Bluegill. Absolutely. How do you like them cooked? Um, fried with Andy's fish breading. It's a Central Illinois favorite, man. Okay, <laughs> Actually, absolutely. I have it still delivered to me down here in Texas. So, um, if you haven't, um, if you haven't had it go to uh, andysfishbatter.com and um, check it out because it is unbelievable especially if you catch bluegill or crappie um, it is the my favorite breading um, and this is a shameless plug for them but man they are fantastic they're out of St. Louis and but they are unbelievably good man it is the best fish breading on the planet in my opinion all right I'm definitely going to have to try it out and do you um do you fillet the bluegill or do you fry them whole? Oh yeah, fillet them all. All right. And I won't ask for any uh, secret spots or GPS coordinates or anything. But what's your favorite body of water to fish on? Um, lakes and ponds. That's what I that's what I grew up on. Um, you know the 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 or. I, I gotta say the streams too, man, I mean, for fly fishing, because that that was that is so much fun. Um, but my my favorite body of my if it's got to be a body of water, it's gonna be a lake. But you know the 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 brooks and streams that you catch those trout's on the the trout on man is just the it's a close second if it's not ahead of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what's your favorite snack to eat while you're out fishing? A banana. Oh man, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> a banana. I can't awesome. eat. I can't eat bad out there, man. 
it uh it doesn't work well with me so Fair yeah enough, I, I, I take bananas you. and fruit i'll take oranges um anything healthy i anymore i can't even eat unhealthy foods so yeah or or bluegill man I'll take some leftover bluegill with you that's always good they're even good cold with andy's on them man <laughs> i hear you <laughs> And again, I don't want to give. I, I don't want you to have to give away too many secrets. But uh, what's your favorite lure to throw? I am a uh, a jig and pig or a spinnerbait guy. Um, but probably my favorite is going to be a Texas rig. Okay, you prefer like a a worm or a creature bait, or uh, do you just uh, you just like that particular rig? I like that particular rig um, it, just because there's so much flexibility with it because you can use um, a creature bait or a worm. Biggest bass I ever caught was on Lake Fork with a, with a, oh, I think an eight, eight, eight or a 10 inch worm, something like that. It might've been big blue worm, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, there's nothing, you can't beat it. You know, I mean, it's it's going to catch fish. You might have to sit there all day, but you're going to catch a fish. <laughs> For sure. You know, I mean, it, it, it may be the um, – because you can fish it fast. You can fish, fish it slow. Um, but you have to be – a lot of times you have to be patient with it, you know. Um, but it's it's going to be – it's got the most um, realistic uh, presentation to it, you know. I mean, it's it's going to be the – um, it's going to be the, uh, the one that catches fish, but I mean, top waters got to be the, I know a lot of people love frogs and I love them too, but, um, it's just, man, the, the, the Texas rig has produced so many fish for me over the years, man. And it's just like, I can't go against it, you know, because the top water is not always there. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So, uh, last but not least, what's your favorite time of year to fish? right now fall fall and and uh spring um but yeah right now during the fall is like my favorite time of year i actually am dying right now <laughs> here because i can't get out there I and mean, the fish are starting to come up here and and um you know it's it's time to be out on the water but um yeah i can't wait to get a kayak we need to do a bunch of videos for savior and um get some content going and and um you know i need to do some videos on dropping some rods and how to act what to do when they do go over you know just different things like that so but uh but hopefully catch a lot of fish because i'll be honest with you man i've never lost a rod um this came this this idea came from i've never lost a rod of my own um the, this idea came from watching a lot of people around me catch loose fishing rods so um, you know, I'm going to go out there and, um, give some good ideas on what to do and, you know, um, how to reload, what to do when, when, uh, it goes over and, you know, um, it's not, it's not too difficult, but, um, uh, you know, people, um, just find better ways for find it we're, we're trying to develop a system for you know 
keep the fishing rods safe on the boats, on kayaks especially. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to kind of try to develop a system. Of, we're working with a couple other companies that that um, have some other products out too that, um, you know, we're not against each other. You know, I mean, everybody thinks that, you know, the rod companies or the, the rod flow companies and the, the leash companies and, the, and I are all at odds with each other and we're really not man we all want to work together to you know save everybody's save everybody's gear and um we can do that you know i mean um it's not always just a, a, a one shoe fits all type of a deal so um we're working on some we're going to work on some things to um to get some of that rolling and get some get some uh more thought behind it so that because I mean, when it all boils down to it, man, your gear safety is your safety on the water. Um, you know, we don't want people having to fall in the water. I mean, it's getting cold now in a lot of places. People are still fishing, and um, we don't want them jumping in the lake for their stuff. We want them, everything to be safe and secure, and them to be safe and secure. So, um, you know, that's that's a lot of the work we're going to be doing here in the next year or so. So, um, looking forward to it. To be honest with you. Absolutely, man. Um, and do you have any particular uh, sponsors or supporters you want to give a shout out to? Um, I don't have any sponsors, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have. Uh, I tell you what, man. I did. I am on the pro staff of Reaction Tackle, and Reaction Tackle is our uh, the people who are the, is the company that provides the line that we use, and um, they're they're all good people. You know, they're, they're, um, they're just, they're, they're like me. They're trying to, to, to get a business up and going in a, in a tough industry. And, um, they're, we're providing, they're providing us with good quality, um, products and, um, we're helping promote them a little bit, but, uh, but no, man, I don't have anybody beating down the door for a, a rod sponsorship or anything. I'd love to have one. If anyone wants wants to uh, sponsor me, I'd love to. But, <laughs> um, but uh, no, man, I, I don't have any any sponsors or anything like that. I actually want to get into a little bit of tournament fishing if I have time to. So, okay, but, absolutely. Uh, and uh, to to wrap everything up, man, if uh, if listeners want to uh, follow you or follow Savior on social media, uh, website. Uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, tell us how to tell us how to find you. Um, we are on Facebook under Savior Outdoors, um, S A V U R Outdoors, and um, Instagram's the same thing. And then our website is is SaviorOutdoors.com. Everything's Savior Outdoors, and we'll be able to keep it too, man. We just uh, we just trademarked everything, so it was time. Felt like we put a ring on it. Absolutely. Been, <laughs> Absolutely. Been for so long that uh, we we were um, glad to uh, put that one. You know, we were glad to uh, reserve that one. So it's been a it's been a great name for us. Awesome, man. Well, uh, Corey, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, sharing with us. Uh, it has been uh, it's been a great episode, and I'm looking forward to it, man. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we're we're um, growing. The, the The pro staff is growing. Cam, and are we still on? 
Yes, we're still. And um, the pro staff, the pro staff is growing, and and I've never wanted the pro staff to um, get very big. Um, I, I we get a lot of we get a lot of uh, requests for it, and it's and it's not that you know we we don't want everybody to promote our product. It's just you know we want to um, we want you to be if you're on our pro staff, we want you to be able to talk about it. And when you asked. And you'd already had the products for had had your savers on for over a year. I mean, that's the kind of people we want because I mean, now you can go and you can talk about it. You know, you you can go out, you can sell it, and um, you know, you've already gotten people probably to come and buy it, and that's that's pretty much how this thing has grown is by word of mouth. We can do all the marketing we want, and until people hear it from someone that they trust, I mean, that's that's how it grows but um one of the things that we're really excited about too is the uh the bow fishing side of it and um and that's been growing like crazy i mean with the the bow fishing side of it took off this year and it's like it's it's um it's crazy what it's done um and and that's that that idea came from one of my mentors uh the guy who the guys who own Luminoc, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you're a bow, a, uh, a, a bow hunter or not, but you know what a Luminoc is, what the Luminocs are, don't you? They're the lighted arrow knocks. Yeah, I, I'm not a hunter, but I, I do know, um, I, I've got a lot of friends who are, and um, a lot of them are really big into bow hunting. So I, And uh, so he told me years ago, he's like, you need to make these things for bows and for, for bow fishing bows and you know, we hem hot around about it. It's taken a few years just to actually get the thing to the point where it's like, and it was simple to make because it's just an extension that we put onto the savior. And, um, it, uh, you know, he, and we, we finally got it going and we finally got it right. The, the extensions, right. And everything, I mean, man, I tell you what, this thing has just blown me away this year on what it's done. And uh, we're so excited about you know getting those guys on board too, and and having you know more of more of a um, a reach out there with with our market because I mean our market's not just fishing. You know, I mean our market's going to be you know we've got we've got um, obviously the the fishermen and and the boat fishermen, but I mean like I said, I mean I can't wait to get in shotguns too. I mean I'm so excited about the the shotgun. Uh, uh, retriever that we're making. I mean, it's so cool. Um, I can't wait for it to to um, just to get the the drawings done because I mean, just designing it is is a task in its own. You know, because you know, get, getting it to the point where one you can you can take your idea and make it reality, but then what can it what what can be manufactured is is the other thing. You know, so. Um, working with that has, has been a lot of fun and you know just looking forward to more markets you know and, and because there's so many other markets out there that we could be in, that i could be involved in and uh and be working with i'd love to get into the offshore market um yeah for sure you know um because those guys are are always not always but i mean when they lose a rod i mean it's three four thousand dollars yeah so um you know, I'd love to get into that that type of thing, and we've got some ideas for it. Um, been bouncing some of those off 
of some some people with um with what we could do there um but yeah i mean just the, i mean the future is just so so good for it you know i'm i'm just so excited for it so um it's just exciting it's a lot of fun so for sure what do you uh, do you have any ideas on on shock absorption for the uh the shotgun so that the like the kickback doesn't shatter the salt tablet oh yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's one of the biggest things we're working on right now um and i think we've got it figured out i can't i can't go divulge all that yet can right. you know that but right <laughs> but um <clears throat> it's uh in <clears throat> it was it i i had thought about this at the very beginning when we thought about doing it and it, as like our our second product and um it would be real easy to do it, the 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 shotgun part of it the shotgun retriever with just using something that we already have um but that would entail it going up on close to the muzzle of the gun and I will never put one out where the muzzle comes up first. Um, yeah. For sure. There's a gun. You don't know if you don't, I mean, it could be, you might've hit the, the safety and, and turn the safety off. No, you never know. You know, as the gun went over, the, it, you might, the safety might've got hit and turned it on. So we're designing it to where the, guarantee that the butt will be the first thing to come up and that's been the hard part because that's not the that's not the easiest place for it to go but that's where it's going um we're not going to be any the, the, the muzzle of that gun will be pointed straight down into the water when you bring it up and that's um that's been my biggest hurdle with that thing but man it's coming i can't wait for it and it the the what we've come what i've come up with and the the couple of people that i've been working with on it man it's so cool uh, it's ergonomically correct again um, it's not going to get in your way um, it's it's just can't wait for it man it's going to be so cool so um, hopefully be bringing that out I'm going to try to get that out to some, uh, some other companies and uh, get the idea out here before too long got some um, contacts in some of the, with some of the big shotgun companies and things so we're going to try to get the idea out to them, make sure all our patents are good and uh, go that way. But yeah, the shock absorption is huge. Um, and it was, it was a, it's, it's a tough thing to tackle and we don't know if we'll have that all the way tackled until we get some prototypes made. But, but um, yeah, it, it seems to be, um, it's, it's seeming to be a lot easier than what I ever thought it would be. So that's kind of scary. <laughs> um, because we found some things, you know, already ready made that we could slide in there for that shock absorption. But um, yeah, hopefully it all works. Hopefully it just works like like we have it planned. So that's uh, easier said than done. Awesome. All right, man. Um, so I am. Uh, I know it's getting starting to get late um but i will i'll let you go and uh thank you so much again for coming on the show man i appreciate it cam thank you another huge thank you to Corey for coming on the show and sharing his story with us and for how he has welcomed me on as a member of the savior team 
If you want to learn more about Savior or purchase a rod, action camera, or bow fishing bow retrieval device, check out the link, which is always in the show notes. And like I said, use promo code FNFP15 for 15% off of your purchase. And I will also add links to Savior social media. So be sure to check out that as well as the social media for the podcast. If you have questions about faith, I encourage you to reach out to someone. There are a lot of amazing pastors out there in your communities. And if you want to reach out to pastors in the fishing community specifically, there are a lot of them there too. Thank you all again for listening. Y'all take care and God bless.